to another American Scouser podcast, uh, one of our uh, spotlight podcasts where we uh, this week we focus on the uh, the Liverpool Sporter Club out in Madison, Wisconsin. And with us today is Bryn Griffith, who is the president of the Sporter Club. Bryn, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I figured, you know, we would kind of like start with talking about uh, how you came about being a Liverpool fan. First of all, I mean, obviously, you're like one of the founders of the uh, the Madison uh, Sporter Club there. So, how did you? How did your Liverpool adventure begin? How long have you been a fan? Uh, mine began um, way back when I was uh, a wee lad, uh, growing up in in the UK. Um, I was I was born in the south. Um, it's a little place called Woking, uh, just outside of um, London. But uh, my parents and, and like their family are um, Scousers, so it was never like um, it's it's something I always knew I was. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like before you even were um, kind of old enough to know about it that much. So I I knew I was a Liverpool fan because um, my parents were and then yeah so, I know how that works yeah. it's almost like built into the DNA automatically yeah part of the family code <laughs> so, um, and and like you know I'm definitely um, glad it was that way because uh, my dad was the youngest of four brothers growing up in Liverpool and all his older brothers were, were Everton fans so he, he was like uh, he, he was the one who was basically um, the, the black sheep of that family by deciding to be a Liverpool fan. Although actually my, my granddad, he says he was a Liverpool fan, but he wasn't really into football as much, to be honest. Um, so my dad, when he was getting into football, um, he decided he wanted to be a Liverpool fan. And thank goodness he made that decision. <laughs> and he's very lucky. He got, to, he got to go to the, he, he got to grow up going to like Shankly's beginnings, uh, going to the, the, the games then. Um, you know, kind of like, not the beginning of Liverpool Football Club, obviously, but the beginning of it, like, you know, they were the second division when he was supporting them. So he's seen them uh, rise quite mightily. Well, there has to be some tense moments in that household, huh? At dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, because he was the youngest, they didn't really care. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was the youngest, they're like, oh, yeah, shut up, oh, shut up, Gary, you know. <laughs> so and how long have you been in the US? Uh, so totally uh, 12 13 years now. So I was in I was in Chicago for 7 and then Madison um, just over 5 now. Gotcha. And I know you, you also like we we spoke before the podcast and you were mentioning that you're one of the co-founders actually of the Chicago branch as well. Uh, so and then when you just start the Madison one once you went to Madison and you're like hey there is now one here let's get it going. Yeah, basically, yeah, because it was such a huge part of um, being in Chicago. Um, you know, as soon as I moved to Chicago, I I was like, all right, um, you know, I, I want to bring some of my um, kind of home um, comforts with me, like, um, and that was going to watch the game um, at the pub, and uh, so I found a place that I could watch the games at the pub. It was like a, it was a Chicago. Um, uh, Irish pub downtown um, met other people and then you know I was like kind of looking into it with them and saying like oh we should make this like you know we, we did the sort of um, the first things like to try and grow our numbers by just you know Facebook Twitter trying to get it out there that we all meet here so you know, try and get a crowd of people together to watch it together um, and then as we were talking like you know that like maybe we should make this official that'd be great like um, 
because it, it, it was not really a, a huge thing, I don't think, back then. I don't know how many there were, but it felt like one, like we were one of the first. Not one of the first, because I, I know that I think the couple in Boston and New York were um, around for a while, but it, it wasn't. It didn't seem like a widespread thing anyway. So it wasn't like an immediate thing that we thought of when we started meeting. It was just like it, as it came up that there was supporters club, clubs around the world. Um, we thought we could make a, a local one because I, I think there was already like quite a big like you know American supporters club of uh, of Liverpool, uh, but just very much you know US as a, a whole. So we were like, oh, let's do one here in the city because there's other cities that have them. Um, and then so yeah it was such a huge part of that like um my life i guess in chicago like you know going to watch every game i could um which was pretty much all of them especially back then because i was a student for a long time while in chicago and um so moving up to madison it was just like well obviously i'm going to need to find people to watch the game with and then did the same kind of thing like trying to find out where to go trying to get other people to go there too and then um you know once once we built it up um, you know, getting enough numbers to uh, apply to be official, and, and we did last summer. Not this summer, just gone. Sorry, the, the summer before. So just the yeah, what twenty eighteen nineteen. Gotcha. And I assume, I mean, due to the size of the towns, is it a lot bigger of a challenge to do that in Madison compared to Chicago? Yeah, it's interesting because I think the same. We have the same challenges in that you you just got to get enough people knowing where you know, I mean when I was when I left Chicago I know it was a while ago now but you know you'd meet loads of Reds that had no idea that there was an official sports club in their city and then you know, the same thing happens here as well so it's it's still difficult to get the word out you know without a you know huge marketing budget like you obviously like to have um, and I remember when I, when I'd left Chicago um, I was in Madison but then Liverpool did a tour and they played at Soldier Field and that, that is when I saw the Chicago Supporters Club just blow up because it was suddenly like, you know, highlighted. It was great because then the club were like, we're going to Chicago and like the supporters clubs are putting on these events at this place and this place. And and then I think like, you know, then anyone with a passing interest or even people in other cities as well, or even back in the UK or around the world were like, oh, the Chicago um, Supporters Club, let's follow them, like them, interact with them. And uh, yeah, it, it blew up. So that's what we're hoping for, you know, a game at Camp Randall. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as the, the sport becomes more popular and more importantly, I think the Premier League becomes more popular here. Because, uh, I, I mean, walking around before in Liverpool jersey was no different than wearing any other jersey walking around. Whereas now, like, I feel like anytime I wear the jersey and I go somewhere, you always, like, run into another Reds fan. Uh, so I think not only the sport is getting more and more well-known, I think it's just the fact that the Premier League and especially Liverpool with their recent success is getting more and more popular too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, um, and I, I, I feel like I've been wearing a Liverpool shirt, one of them that I have, because I have a, too many, but... There's no such thing as too many, right? No, that's true, yeah. Um, but uh, like every day since we won the Champions League, <laughs> like I used to wear them a lot, but now I'm like just like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, just the pride in in wearing it is uh, is there, um, and it's it's tough to wear it some days. You know, when you lose and you just kind of want to blend in, and you you 
you you're wearing the shirt and some idiot just decides that they you know want to throw an insult your way um <laughs> but but right now it, there's no uh, you know no uh, no insult is going to affect me when we're the champions of europe so uh, it's uh but and and then yeah by wearing that you, you see you see um the reaction of other people like the other day i was just at, at um at the store like um uh and i think three people mentioned it and uh all of them i'd never seen before and so like i you know mentioned that you know we have a sports club and they're like oh really and you know, just get like it's a conversation starter and it's a good way of um you know getting people involved in the club because like i said before it, it if you don't if you don't know and you're not particularly looking um then it's not going to be on your um um you're not going to notice that there is a supporters club and i think yeah, the, the fact that you know it brings people together is huge so you guys can you know so much more fun yeah and i think like you're saying like people are not aware most of the time that they do exist and they're there i think you know internet obviously makes it a lot easier you know like the social media part of it sure. but i don't even know like i personally didn't even think to look for it initially uh till maybe until like a few years ago and i was like oh wow like there is one and it's pretty big and it's pretty popular and it was almost like shocking to see you i think you know i came here for college and not to you know give away my age but that was a few decades ago <laughs> and I remember at that time there was, I mean, the sport was so, I mean, it wasn't popular at all. So you could go, hey, if you record the game, you could freaking go days without finding out the score and watch it afterwards yeah, yeah, if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, like as it becomes more and more popular, I think I just didn't even like put two and two together and say, hey, there has to be a lot more people now. And I was kind of shocked to find it. And that's kind of like the point of doing these spotlights to kind of like let people know, give them access, uh, you know, like, in terms of like where to go on the social media and stuff like i say it's sometimes social media makes it easy but sometimes it makes it too complicated or i would say there are a lot of there are some official ones and there are some ones that are kind of like smaller uh trying to become ones so and that's one of my questions actually like did you have to do anything in madison extra i should say compared to chicago to you know to gather that interest just because it's a smaller town and obviously like you know like a less of an audience uh, and uh, not massively different but it definitely like um the the size because they uh the the club have a uh uh you need a quota on the amount of official members you have like so that the people who are paying for that um membership card and uh, the international pack or, or the 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 full or the light membership um the one that gives you access to the games or not depending on the level of one you buy so i think that took a little longer because there's just less people um it is a general like you know population wise so we're, we're definitely like a smaller um group than chicago just because you know metropolitan area but it is it is incredible like i was talking to um you know uh, sachin um Nakrani of the guardian i was talking to him um i did, I, I have my own podcast that i uh, do uh, with a friend of mine, but I, I chat, chatted to him and he said, like, it's quite interesting that, like, a, a pretty small city like Madison, that's like a quarter of a million people, can have such a large number of um, Liverpool supporters. Like, percentage-wise, it's quite, um, it, it's almost unreal, isn't it? Like, same with <laughs> Chicago. Like, you, you, there's thousands of people who are Reds fans. Um, and it, it, 
and they're so you know so many miles away from Liverpool, but like Liverpool Football Club have, has grabbed their attention, and they're you know they're they're just like massively hooked. It, it's it really is. I didn't think of it like that before. I was just like, oh yeah, you know we've got hundreds of people who uh, can show up. You know we max out our pub. Um, you know, for the Champions League final, you know, there was we had to have overflows um, set up, and we were we were at capacity. Same thing the year before, we were at capacity then. Um, and 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 as a population percentage, it is it is quite incredible. Like uh, that, it's it's huge. And and you're absolutely right. Like since I've been in the US, I've seen it grow tremendously. Not just Liverpool, but the Premier League in general, and just having it on TV. Um, like you can watch more games here than you can in the UK. It's, it's uh, the access is is incredible. And I think that has obviously like helped a lot in you know like getting like newer fans because I notice. I, I mean, there's like two things. Obviously, you don't want to label everybody as bandwagon fans because if you just heard the team and if you just heard the sport, you start following it. And we do play an exciting brand of football on top of everything. So it's kind of like easier to fall in love. I mean, I know for myself, you know, when I first came to the US, I didn't know anything about the NFL. Uh, so I started just watching uh, because I had like my college job was like just basically uh, sitting around uh, giving our change for laundry machines. And I got to watch football all day on Sundays. My shift was noon to six. So what are you going to do? Just watch football. And I know I just became a 49er fan just only because, you know, it was the West Coast offense. It was a lot more fun to watch and stuff. So I can see why somebody just becoming interested in the sport, not only because of the success they have had, but with the brand of football we play, you know, become Reds fans. And I think it's important to kind of, you know, once you become a Reds fan to, you know, teach these people the culture of Liverpool because there's so much more to love than just the way they play or the current roster and stuff like that. But uh, so I think that's why, you know, like supporter clubs like yourselves serve a huge purpose because when somebody comes into your location, uh, they only not get to see the game and stuff, but they kind of get more immersed in the culture, I would think, with the chants and the talking and the conversation, just a whole like camaraderie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it is um, yeah, that that um, being part of a group and, you know, singing songs with people, chatting about um, different tactics, players, favorite players, worst players. Um, it, it's it makes you so much more involved. Um, and then, you know, you're not just a, um, a, a supporter consuming the, 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 um, the game at home or whatever. You're, you're part of this group and, you know, having laughing crying together it's it, it's uh it's so much more fun i think for for me anyway personally to be watching it in a group of people at the pub because um, when it when you score a goal like late minute late uh, sorry last minute like the everton goal for example i'm thinking of just, it was just <laughs> last season was just that was just an incredible moment um because it was so late and so ridiculous a goal and it just people were elated and kind of laughing and uh, you know cheering because it was just it felt like a, a key point we you know last season where we just had to keep on winning and that that would have felt like kind of a blow to drop points at home and to, to win it in that fashion was just incredible and like being in that pub same thing with the Barcelona game like um, uh, being able to go there to be with people to feel that elation with other people. Um, it's it's so different to you know driving your car on the way home from work and listening to it or something you know <laughs> you're just pounding on the steering wheel <laughs> <laughs> and people next to you are thinking what's going on with him why is he why is he screaming and waving his arms around 
Let me answer this because I've only been to Madison once, but I know obviously it's like a huge college town with like University of Wisconsin there. Uh, yeah. Does that bring like a huge turnover with, you know, like students coming in and going kind of thing over the years with the supporter club? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I don't, I don't think we're capturing enough of the students, to be honest. Um, so no, it's not visible, but but I also think that that's something that we we need to um, be better at um, reaching out to. Our supporters club is actually moving to a, a different bar. It's actually it's actually going to be the same bar because the bar is moving, so we're we're going with them. Oh, um, okay. And the location is closer to the university area, so it'll be interesting to see if we do start attracting um, more of the the college student crowd. And um, yeah, I'm sure there would be a um, turnover then. And and there's been turnover here as well because you know th there's some people who uh, are students um, or recent grads uh, who start working here when they first um, uh, graduate and then um, kind of gravitate to somewhere else or back home to where they actually grow up once they once they work for a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's uh, particularly noticeable, um, but there's there's definitely an element of it. And how hard was, I know like when I was speaking to Rob, who is from like Miami uh, for their supporter club, I know that was like one of his challenges. Was it challenging to find, I'm assuming not as much in Chicago, but in Madison, uh, like a bar to open or are there already college kids from the night there before? So they don't mind opening <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was hard. Um, when I first got here, the only place that um, was known um, to open early was a, a place on the square which was um, um, dominated by the Arsenal Supporters Club. I'm not really sure why, but Arsenal um, ha has been the, I don't know if they're the biggest now, but traditionally, for some reason, that was a, a big supporters club. And they, they were official quite a long time ago. And so that if you wanted to watch an Arsenal game, you were pretty much set that any Arsenal game you could watch because they had that kind of um, relationship with that bar and um, the the numbers to basically say can you open early for us we'll definitely bring in the, the right the, the enough people um, and other supporters clubs um, struggled and so then they couldn't necessarily dictate that it would be open for that game because you know if you, it's, it's hard to open up early for a 630 game and have the staff there if two or three people come in so in our in our early days um, that was a struggle because it was it's hard to say hey we're gonna be at this place if you can't actually guarantee that it's gonna be open um, so we we stayed there for a bit um, and then we went to actually a hotel bar because it was it was um, it's called Hotel Red uh, so it seemed to fit well and, and the GM reached out to us and said like we, we'd like to have more of an atmosphere in, in the bar so come on down and that was great because it was 24 7 open so you didn't need to worry about that it was always going to be open and even if people got there early they didn't have to wait for someone to open up you know it was going to be open anyway oh i gotcha hmm? no gotcha that, that's actually like uh, couldn't have worked out better sounds like huh <laughs> yeah but but then um after a while like that gm he he left for a different position and so it kind of the the atmosphere was it was difficult to get an atmosphere because it was a big open hotel bar so then a new bar called the nomad world pub um, took over an old bar and it's it's actually a, a Milwaukee location too and, and um, I think Minneapolis but uh, they came here and they were specifically a soccer bar 
So like, um, you know, that's how, when they came, they, they advertised it as that and said, you know, we're open for every single Premier League game. Um, and probably other leagues too, actually, but for sure Premier League. So um, some other supporters clubs started going there and we went to check it out. We, we did a home and away with the Spurs supporters club. So they came to our, our, our bar for one game and we went to their bar for another game. And um, we we, uh, we liked that location because it was a small pub like um, feeling. And so the atmosphere is, is so much better when you're kind of closed in. Um, and uh, we made that move and it's been it's been great. And now that bar is going to a bigger location, so they obviously are doing something right. So it's good to be a part of that. That is nice, yes. And I know, so aside from like the game days, obviously, and all the activities you guys there, what other kind of stuff do you guys do as a sporter club? Yeah, so what we, we do, um, we have like uh, nights um, on the calendar where we uh, just go um, for a drink, like in the evenings. Um, so you, you can chat about whatever you like, but obviously it's predominantly uh reds who are there um we also have um we've done fundraisers for like um clothes uh, or old kit like to um uh give away uh food drives over the winter um and then various charities that we've raised money for with like 50 50 raffles or um uh um other other raffles as well like uh for goods like merchandise and stuff Nice. I mean, that's like awesome uh, community activities as well. So uh, let me ask in terms of like setting up the supporter clubs, like what is one tip that you would give that you kind of found out the hard way, perhaps, as you were like kind of like co-founding the Chicago one or a Madison, especially I think your experience as setting it up in a smaller city uh, is probably like invaluable to some, you know, supporters out there trying to start their own uh, what is one thing that you kind of learned along the way and said, man, if I knew this, uh, I could have done things differently and it would have been a lot faster or easier? Yeah, um, I think uh, Madison being smaller, I think like I, when we finally applied to be um, uh, official last, um, last two years ago, I guess, but then became um, official in the summer of um, 2018. I remember thinking at the time and like the group as well, we're like, oh, why don't we do this ages ago? Because um, it, it came together kind of well, but we had tried before. And I think, so I think in hindsight, we, we did it right in that we waited um, until we, we definitely had the numbers um, and, and had that, uh, the, I think the location was right because it was a soccer pub. So people would come there anyway, even if they didn't know that we were necessarily going to be there. Whereas um, the hotel didn't have that same kind of, um, you know, uh, foot, um, traffic uh so i think yeah i would say i think it was good that we didn't like force it and just try and and kind of push it through in order to then uh like build numbers like you know do you know what i mean like sort of become official and then tell everyone there's an official group we just had the unofficial group until we had enough numbers to be able to convert that to being official um because it it's organic in that in that sense we we've grown um without uh you know we, we didn't put the cart before the horse i think if, I, if mm -hmm. that makes sense so uh, if, it feels like a good group of people uh that have known each other a long time um and it hasn't ballooned out of uh um and become like uh okay difficult to manage in that sense so i think we're growing at a good steady rate um 
which is good. It's, it, that would be very hard to actually <laughs> put into practice if we tried again, though. But yeah, I think I think yeah, I think don't force it. To start, we just started with um, uh, Facebook um, page and group. Um, like I think it's good to actually have both because you got the page, which is more of the um, easier to find, and then the group is where like you can really interact with people because it's easier to have good chat going on back and forth um, to post things that people see, um, and then the page is easier to share, um, and then like a Facebook, uh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram as well. So we're we're at LFC Madison for all of these things. Um, or Facebook, would you, you just search for LFC Madison? Um, and then you can interact with other clubs on, on Twitter and Instagram, you know, follow them, they'll follow back. It's great, the community, the, the uh, Liverpool community out there on, on social media is great. Um, so, and they're super helpful too. So, if, you know, if you're looking to start a group and you're in whatever city, you know, you start on Twitter, you, you reach out to some of the bigger ones and say, hey, you know, any chance of a retweet? We're, we're trying to grow um, supporters in this area just starting out, et cetera, et cetera, and, and you, you'll definitely get people helping you. It's great. Yeah, that's like an awesome tip, for example. Yeah, to get the word out faster by, because there's a lot of, I mean, I know, you know, I'm in like different groups, you know, as like I meet people through, you know, the blog or the podcast and stuff like that. And I do notice there's a lot of interchange between different cities because obviously people move and they kind of like take their ways over there. Like you kind of had to do when you went to Madison and say, Hey, I need other Reds fans around me, kind of thing. So, yeah. what is uh, what are like? Are there any specific advantages of being a sporter club? Um, we so we, we we um we have access to tickets, which is great because obviously that can be very hard to get. Um, it's not a given. If you apply, you, you're not necessarily going to get it because it is still a ballot. But you definitely have a better um, opportunity of getting them than the other methods. Uh, and for face value rather than paying for hospitality, which is uh, can get very expensive. Um, so you would still need a membership card through the club, though. So it's not just membership with us. You'd have to do that. We don't charge anyone for our membership. But so you would have to have membership through the club to actually get the tickets. But then we can help you to get them. Um, and also for the preseason tour uh, that we just had, um, the club sent us, and they they send us um, opportunities all the time, like for fundraising, for uh, competitions that we can share with our, our group. Um, so, it's, which is really cool to have a kind of a direct line to the club. They they do listen and they do um, they do want our feedback. Uh, and so, for the preseason tour, um, as soon as they can tell us, and it's not always a huge amount of lead time, but because they don't know either. But as soon as they can tell us the events that are going on, that they'll let us know. And then typically with those events, there's opportunities for like, you know, special um, like uh, access to the open training, for example, in, in Notre Dame. Um, a bunch of our supporters went down because Madison to Notre Dame is like four hours. It's not too bad. So um, we were able to get wristbands for them to go and see the Reds training um, session. Um, and some of our members actually got to meet the, the players um, in, uh, in Notre Dame and also in, in Boston. So uh, yeah, just the opportunities like, like that, that is kind of like, you know, very special uh, once in a lifetime opportunities. And it, it's great that they can offer those. Uh, the, the women's matches were like, um, uh, you could go to those if you um, reached out. And then some events like the New York event, um, the Boss Night, uh, Jamie Webster, uh, Legends events, 
um, those all required wristbands too. And so basically we, from my end, I let people know what events were happening. People let me know that they were going to be there. And then I asked the club, like, you know, these people will be there. And then we got allocated the, uh, um, the right amount of uh, wristbands and stuff. Obviously, like I said, like not all of those opportunities people could go to because um, some of them were very fixed in numbers because it would be hard to have thousands of people meeting uh, the team before an open training session. But <laughs> um, but that the, the opportunities to get to to do those things is is incredible. So like that um, that kind of stuff is what makes being official really special to the members of of that particular uh, particular group. Um, that, you know, once in a lifetime opportunities that you just you wouldn't get other, otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the once in a lifetime is probably like the perfect way to put it because I think we've been spoiled by them coming back to back. But I mean, yeah, who knows if you're going to be able to be lucky enough to? I mean, I'm in Chicago, uh, so we were, you know, lucky enough. To, you know, obviously, Southbound was like pretty easy to get to, but um i mean yeah it could be once in a lifetime uh, for like most fans really to be able to have the opportunity so yeah that is pretty awesome uh, yeah. let me ask you this in terms of i know you were talking earlier about you know kind of like taking it slow and let it kind of like build organically before you kind of almost like force it uh and i know it's kind of hard to gauge in terms of set numbers but what would you say is a good number to become serious about thinking about you know making it official Oh, okay. Yeah. So the 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 number of memberships you need is only fifteen right now, currently with um to to get the 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 I forget what they call it, but the the lowest level of um I think they have a gold if you have like seventy five paid members, and then fifteen is like um for any other supporters group. So they so there has to be fifteen members of your group that pay um for the official Liverpool um, FC membership. So technically, you only need 15 people, but obviously, if that you have to be guaranteeing that number every year, so you want to have some sort of wiggle room that there's going to be at least 15 people who are, um, you know, direct debit from their bank, <laughs> going to be paying every year, because you do you do need to like reapply every not reapply every year, sorry, but you have to um, kind of um, keep maintain that number. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I'm trying to think of the number that we had when we actually um, applied, and yeah, we were like like 70, 80, but like for the core, probably 30, 40, like the you know the core that you'd see every week. Gotcha. Um, and that was that was when because we tried, like I said, we tried before, and people were like, yeah, I'll buy one if if we're gonna do it, and then. Um, it felt like it was going to be like more difficult than um, it was worth. Like you, you know, like you feel like you're badgering people um, to like buy it just just to just to apply for this. And it was like, well, why do I want to do it just to apply for this? And um, eventually, we got to a point where just asking around, there were plenty who already had the membership, and then we just had to sort of say, hey, we're going to do it. Like, can you also buy some, please? And and a few people more did, and and then we were. We were set. Awesome.
And then I also wanted to talk about, actually, you mentioned it earlier about your podcast, because I know I listened to a couple of episodes uh, where you had like some special guests. So if you want to talk about that and Thank do a God. shameless plug, by, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. We, so I do it. Um, originally, it was me and a friend of mine, Greg, who actually met. Um, we were, he's a he's a scouser, but we met in Chicago. Uh, we were both. Um, I started a, um, started a soccer league. Um, I started a soccer league. Sorry, I signed us up um, as the Chicago Liverpool Supporters Club for a, a a soccer league in Chicago, and he was one of the people that reached out and, and came down and played. Um, so we we just chat on the phone because he's down in Florida now, um, and it's a Red Mist podcast or Red Mist Radio. So Red Mist, you, you should be able to find it. Um, and it, we, it's a it's because we both used to like to. Um, get a little angry while playing football <laughs> so that red mist would descend and uh we just we just uh we try not to moan too much but yeah we, we basically chat um after the games and, and go through what we we were think, feeling and it's interesting because he um he uh he played for um leeds um in the youth system and never sadly quite made made it professional but um you know he's he's like lived the life um, at least to a certain age, so it's uh, it's really good to get his um, take on things as well as someone who played the game to such a high level. Um, and then from there, like I've had, uh, yeah, some uh, uh, Sachin Lakrani said he would be on the on the pod on Twitter, and I didn't ever expect it to actually happen because he, he's a he's um, a writer for the Guardian UK, and he's he's been on plenty of podcasts before, like um, the Enfield Index one, and um, he was on the the Guardian. Um, football weekly uh so definitely a, a step above uh, just myself and greg but it was great yeah he actually he said he would do it and then he followed through so that was amazing to have him on uh, and that was great to chat to him because i did similar thing to what you did like we're just asking like how he became a fan it's, it's fascinating um that's always a good question to ask reds fans no matter who they are where they're from it's uh it, it, there's so many different stories it's it really is uh interesting like the unique reasons like I said I said on that um, podcast I think, but like it's not like you choose the club. It feels like Liverpool chooses you, and there's something that you know, uh, something about the club that just just hooks itself into you particularly, and then you know you're you're hooked. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you're exactly right. It is amazing as I talk to more and more fans and we do the podcast and, you know, like through the Facebook group and stuff like that, that, you know, the stories you hear, it's almost like no two are the same, especially for, you know, there's a lot of people like yourself who didn't really have a choice. It was part of like the DNA and it was kind of like you learned how to eat and then you learned how to support Liverpool. I mean, it just kind of <laughs> went hand in hand. And and there are some fans that, especially in the US, I think newer fans have some like very interesting stories about uh, how they came about to be a Liverpool fan. I did like by watching, like I said, I was talking about like, you know, like how I became a 49er fan. But I also noticed that a lot of them are converted from fans like us, uh, like actual like Reds fans in the US saying, hey, this is the only right way to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So, uh, but it's definitely like interesting to hear those stories. And uh, it's kind of like shows and it's amazing where uh, you can kind of see 
a passion in a relatively newer fan within like, you know, they've only been a fan for like five years, six years or whatever. And still like how passionate they're about the club and some of the, like the things that the club stands for. Uh, it's always like interesting to see. So uh, any parting thoughts, Brent, anything you would like to say about like the Madison Sporter Club or? Yeah. Um, um, first of all, thank you for having me on and what you're doing is great to get the word out there to more people. Uh, like having that central place to find other pubs on the ma on on um, on the map. So if you're traveling around the country, you can find a place to watch and uh, and meet fellow Reds. Uh, that's awesome. So and so thank you for having me on this. Um, and also allow me to shamelessly plug uh, LFC Madison and uh, the Red Mess podcast. Uh, but yeah, the um, LFC Madison. It, it's been it's been just so fantastic to have that. Like it for me. Like um, when I'm feeling homesick. That that's um, Liverpool Football Club is like part of that, and um, even though I, I lived there for four years, I went to university in Liverpool, but like I'm not from Liverpool, but it still feels such a huge part of my life. Um, so having that home away from home here, and having um, mates at the pub that I can go and watch with, you know, you know, you know that the game's going to be on, you know, you're going to see certain people, um, and just having a great time with them, and you know, go, going down to South Bend was so much fun with some of the fans, and you know, seeing the, all the travelling Reds. Um, and uh, I, I said this before on another podcast, so that, but it, 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 it was uh, sincere. Like when I was, uh, when I went back to um, Liverpool uh, in um, at Christmas time last year. So I, I went to um, the Arsenal game at Anfield. Was that New Year's Eve? Yeah, I think. Or no, the 30th or 30, whatever. Um, it was amazing. Uh, obviously, to be at Anfield and to be back watching the game, it was a f fantastic game too. But um, but you know, I wanted I wanted to celebrate it with uh, my Madison friends. You know, it was weird. It was weird to be there, <laughs> but want the Madison contingent to be there too. Yeah, you know, because the whole point is that you're going to where the actual action happens. But I kind of wanted to be in the pub <laughs> celebrating with my friends. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 great. It's great fun. Yeah, it's just definitely like another family to be with. So right. it's something awesome. Well, Brett, thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us the time and telling us a bit about the Madison Sporter Club. And thanks to all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more of these podcasts uh, where we do spotlights on different sporter clubs. And give us a follow up on our Facebook group, Liverpool FC America, uh, where you can have access to more information regarding like where Liverpool fans meet and when the games are and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, definitely join in the chatter as well. Brent, thank you again for joining us and everyone listening. Thank you for listening and see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you.